This is the Just Live podcast with Dan and Susie Potter, episode 11. (laughs) How are you being deceived? Today, we expose deception by unlocking three truths. We begin in 22 seconds. Live life. See the good days in it. Just live. Your life is a remarkable story and adventure that only you can create. We exist to motivate and equip you to live fully alive. So today in this Just Live podcast, episode 11, we're going to be talking about deception, exposing deception by unlocking three truths. My name is Dan. My name is Susie. Together Together we we are doozy. And I am so excited to talk about deception. I am a magician. I've been studying deception, the art of deception for about 50 years. 50 years. And the the difference is... This means you're an expert. Well, I think I am. I've done thousands of tricks. Uh, performed around the world, but there's a difference between when I deceive because people expect that. A magician does that. Everything I do, a nine-year-old could do with about 39 years of practice. Okay. (laughs) So it's one of those things that people expect it, but oftentimes people don't expect other people to deceive them. And oftentimes we are deceived even if we don't know about it. So what is deception? This is the definition we'll work with for this topic today. Deception is to mislead by a false appearance or statement. What does that mean, Dan? Well, I think it's simply that it's intentional. It is an art form, really, to be a deceiver because you are misleading, but you don't want to look like you're misleading. And you can do that by appearance or a statement or or many different ways. You've maybe met the salesman that tells you this is the best car in the world, but it's not. (laughs) All right. Thanks for that. You can expose deception by unlocking three truths. Three truths. So the first truth that we want to unlock is that deception challenges reality. Let's think about that for a moment. What is real? What is truth? My dad always talked about truth and real in terms of an expert looking at a bill, money, a piece of paper that represents a certain amount of money. And those experts who find the truth versus the false, the deception or the reality, they only study the reality. They only study the components of a bill, where things are located, how many numbers, how it's represented, the color, the texture of the paper. They only look at the truth, and then they know if it's a deception or if it's a false bill. Not not every time that we have our reality challenged, is it a deception? I mean, if you go to the Grand Canyon, the reason you take so many pictures at the Grand Canyon is because that view has challenged your reality. If you want to take a picture of clouds and the the sunset, Mm -hmm. it's not normal. So it has challenged your reality, what you know to be real. Our brain has put together uh, a projection of the way things should always be. Now, Mm -hmm. when you are deceived, there is something there that challenges your reality. So I know a car costs, let's say, $10,000. 
and this guy wants to sell it for six, but it's worth 10. My reality is challenged there, and I begin to say, wow, this is an incredible deal. But as we all know, uh, uh, something that's too good to be true probably is. It could be a deception. It probably is. Trying to hook you in. When I think of truth and deception, uh, it helps me remember this process that I go through to find the truth. And recently I've been thinking, what comes first, my thoughts or my feelings, the emotions or the thinking? And in different situations, I've been exploring this and we've been chatting about this for a while, different ones come first. So many times I feel first. What about you? I would say probably I feel first, but I probably don't know it. And so I think I I think first, but right. it's probably coming from a feeling that sort of knocks my brain into gear. Which comes first, the chicken or the egg? It's like that. Thoughts or feelings, your emotions, doesn't matter which one. Something's going to come first. Then if it's thoughts, they're coming first and then the feelings will follow or feelings come first and the thoughts follow. And then I have to come to a space where I, I know the truth. Sometimes I can find that for myself if I journal, if I have enough time to think, if I'm getting big perspective thinking, but usually I need help to know what the truth is. And so Dan and my people, they help speak the truth to me. I can reach out to them. I can ask them, or they just help me in that space. And then once I know the truth, then I can choose the truth and take action steps to go with that. So I wanted to stop us for a moment. Why is it that we actually need to know about deception. Because I think most people think, well, I, I know about this. And yet I have met so many people that are so deceived. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. Deception is something that it's talked about all through the Bible. There are nine specific stories that deal with some kind of satanic or demonic deception. It goes from, see, there was Adam and Eve with the snake. There was Moses and, of course, the snake and the plagues. There was the Witch of Endor, which we hear very little about. There was Job. Jesus was tempted. There was a sorcerer that was with Saul. Uh, there was a fortune-telling girl. There was a demon-possessed man that actually leapt on people. It was a very aggressive there. Leap. And then all through the, the revelations, we see this deception uh, taking place. And so it's something I believe that the Bible talks about. It's something we see in life, but sometimes we don't take time to really study. Now, I agree with what Susie's saying about you just study the bill to know if it's a real bill, but we also have to take some time to look at some of those things in our world that would be leading us towards deception. Right. right. So on our social media, we put out this week at the time of this recording, are you living in deception or are you living in the truth? 100% of those surveyed <laughs> said, I'm living in the truth. Of course, we want to think that we're living in the truth, but deception always challenges our reality and deception will challenge that truth. And we might be deceived into thinking that we're following the truth when we're being deceived. It takes another level of exposure which we're trying to talk about right here, to be able to find out if that's a deception or a truth. So if we're unlocking the truth, we've got to go all the way back and say, now, how does this unlock truth? If you look to the very first deception with Adam and Eve in the garden with the serpent, there is this reality that is challenged. They know that 
God is good. They know that God has made all these things. And then suddenly you have this serpent saying, did God really say? Deception. You can eat of all the trees. Mm -mm. All these things Mm -mm. start leaning in. And Adam and Eve are, are, are speaking back because emotionally they, they are challenged. Whoa, something, do we not know everything? Right. Th- their reality is challenged. Mm-hmm. And then they've opened themselves up at that point. When your reality is challenged, you open yourself up and it's easier to bring that, that deception in. So maybe a takeaway from this is for you to notice when your reality is challenged. And then you have an option to go with deception but you're going to have to expose it. You're going to have to identify it or go with the truth. And in John 8:32 it says then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. So when your reality is challenged, choose truth over deception, but it might take a process of exposing. So if you listen closely, you hear that first lock click, okay? Unlock. You've unlocked the first one, but there is a second Uh, lock that has to be unlocked. So the first truth that we're unlocking is deception challenges reality. And now the second truth is deception begins with fear. Now let's think about that for a moment. We are motivated by one of two things, either fear or desire. And one of those is going to win in our life. Fear is going to take over and that's going to keep us from doing things or desire is going to win and that is going to motivate us to go for it. So we're pulling back or we're going for it and that is our motivation. But deception begins with fear. I find it very funny oftentimes around uh, meals and things, maybe when I've been performing, people, especially Christians, start asking me some very confusing questions about things they see in their world, places where they've had their um, reality challenged. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a fear with, behind a lot of their questions mm-hmm. about about mind reading, about people who float, about all these things. And I hear all these stories, even from the mission field, where, oh, I saw this happen. And it's interesting. There, Tell us about it, Dan, because you know about these deceptions. Tell us what they are and... Uh, we fear that Satan would have this power to work through people to deceive us, for example. But tell us about it. Oh, he definitely has studies. the power to deceive us. Sure. But there are eight main areas that are considered paranormal that confuse a lot of us. Astral projection, being able to put your body into another place. Clairvoyance, which is able to see the unknown. Levitation, of course. The ability to be able to float mind control, which means you can influence or control another person's mind. Precognition is the ability to see the future. Telekinesis, uh, the ability to move things with your mind. Telepathy is reading people's mind. And ESP is extrasensory perception, knowing things that you shouldn't know. Now, it's interesting. All these things that I have just said are things that I have performed on stage Mm -hmm. with natural means, but they look very supernatural. And people know that I don't have those spiritual uh, powers to do that, but they don't realize that nobody has those spiritual Mm -hmm. powers because they have those spiritual powers. They have to come from Satan. And understand this, there's no place In the Bible, where it talks about Satan having those powers, it talks about God having those powers, and isn't like Satan is Jesus' little brother. 
there, no. there is no relationship there. So he does not know the future. He cannot do these things. Uh, he can predict. I can predict the future. I can predict that in two minutes there will be a plane fly over my house because every two minutes there is a plane that flies over my house. That's the average. So a lot of times people get very confused and they see a magician on TV doing something or they hear, oh, this thing happened in Haiti. And I just want you to know that the voodoo doctors or the witch doctors in Haiti, now they may be definitely uh, demonic possession in their life. But they're one of the biggest buyers of magic tricks at Tannen's Magic Company in New York City. About 40% I one time heard that goes directly to those witch doctors. But you know what? If I make an egg appear out of the air, you know I'm doing magic. But if one of those witch doctors does the exact same trick, people are going to go, oh, that's demonic. Power. thing is it's natural means, but it's being used to deceive in a very, very dangerous way. So I'm just wondering, is your ground of your life, is it prepared for Jesus, for truth, for goodness, or is it prepared for Satan and deception and the negative influences in your life? So if we are a fear-oriented person or a desire-motivated person, our roots are going to look different in our soil. Uh, There are five main ways that Satan can tempt you, five areas, actually. And I'd love for you to consider this. We can't remember the source of this. We've heard this so so long ago. We were trying to remember and find the source. But we definitely see it in our life. But we see it in our life. Satan can tempt any of us with broken relationships. This can lead to bitterness or pain. Secondly, sexual failure. This can lead to skeletons in the closet that become secrets. This can also result in a guilt that would debilitate and would cause you to be deceived into thinking that you couldn't go for things in life because of a sexual failure. Three, pride. So this is when you are self-sufficient, you think more highly of yourself than you should, and you have an extra level of self-focus. And that, that's a way that you could be tempted. That Your ground is going to look different when you have something like that going on. Fourth, power or control. All of us want power and control in our life to different degrees. And different personalities want different amounts of power and different control in different ways. But Satan can tempt you by us wanting to have power or control of others. And five, I, our identity. Who am I? Uh, insecurity peace, anxiety, or lack of peace. This is another area, identity, a low self-esteem, a low image, self-image, for example. So if any of these areas are a ground that Satan can use to further deceive you, once again, it's relationships or sexual failure, pride, power, or identity, then that ground is set up for you to be more easily deceived, especially in that area. I'll, I'll just give you the example of what it looks like for me. Relationships and identity are the two that hit me the most. That's the ground that kind of gets pulled down. I get deceived in, in these areas or feel lower. 
rejection is a thing that I definitely deal with. It's a deception for me. I am a person who loves people. And so connections and influence and seeing the potential gets clouded when I feel like there's distancing of a relationship, when I feel like I do not have what it takes. My identity is too low or I'm feeling anxiety that just sucks out the the security level in my life. And so I need to be aware where my deception begins, a fear of not being connected to people and not having what it takes. A few years ago, I had the opportunity after one of our shows to speak to a few witches that had come to watch our show. And there was one trick I did uh, that I took this pendulum. I did not move the pendulum, but there seemed to be some kind of a, a supernatural power that moved it in a circle for yes and back and forth for no. Now, this was done totally through natural means. I know how to do the trick, and I did it in front of everyone, and I even exposed it because this is something that is being used by many mm-hmm. people to show spiritual powers when it's very natural. Well, afterwards, these two witches came up to me, and we began to talk, and they actually got into witchcraft because someone had showed them that trick to prove that there were these demonic powers that was stronger than God's powers because this pendulum would move seemingly in an impossible way. And they had been deceived. And it was so interesting that they actually got involved in witchcraft because of this fear, mm-hmm. because of this fear that if if this Satan could do this with this pendulum, Imagine what else he could do. Mm-hmm. I want to be on his side. So the whole deception of their life at that point was about um, a fear of this great power that Satan had that he actually didn't have. But someone showed this trick and convinced them that Satan was powerful. Now, I'm not saying that Satan doesn't have any power, but his main power is deception. You see it all through the Bible. You look in John chapter 8, verse 44, talks about him being the father of lies. Mm -hmm. When he lies, he's speaking his language. But it doesn't say anything about him able to to know the future, to be in all places. It's all a deception. It's all all lies. And many Christians actually believe that and have fear, such fear of Satan, which like, you don't have to be afraid of Satan because greater is God. God is not the deceiver. And we just need to be very aware that sometimes when we're in that place where there's fear, it also opens us up to be deceived. Right. So you can expose deception by unlocking three truths. The first truth we talked about was deception challenges reality. Second truth that we're unlocking is deception begins with fear. And the third truth is deception leads away from life. So we want to talk about life just for a moment. In John 10, 10, Jesus said, I have come that you may have life and have it to the full. This is really the opposite of deception and the debilitating effects of insecurity, anxiety, failure, out of control, uh, broken relationships. It is the opposite of that. And life is what Jesus wants us to have. And that's what we should have as we step into spaces with other people as well and to offer life and not deception. Truth always leads us towards life. Deception Mm -hmm. always leads us away. So if you understand, let's let's just go back to a story in the Bible about Moses. Moses is with Pharaoh. He does that thing with the stick. Aaron throws it down. The stick uh, becomes a snake. Snake! And 
And that's like incredible. And then people go, wait, but the magicians did the same thing and they had the same Deceived. power. No, it, you have to read the first three The things. first three tricks. Snake from the stick, the blood to the water, and the frogs. The magicians could do the same the thing. The first three tricks. But after that, the other eight, they couldn't even touch it. And it's interesting when you study magic, it's not too hard to figure out how to how to cause a, a stick to become a snake. The cool thing is that Moses snake ate him up <laughs> and then turned back into a stick. Now, okay, that's, that's not the magic, right? That's incredible. That's a god thing. That's supernatural. Mm-hmm. Where these other ones, every single time, read the scripture. It says they did it by their secret. Arts. It did Deception. not say. It did not say that they had any special powers. Mm-hmm. So you know this whole idea of life is that comes from the truth. Moses, they're giving life where these magicians were actually stealing away truth from Pharaoh himself. Mm. An, an incredible story. Mm. And yet, I've heard so many people talk about. Well, well, those those magicians had satanic power. No, read the Bible. It says by their secret arts in every one of the nine. Uh, places in scripture where it talks about these kind of things happening, there's always this, yeah, pull back the curtain a little bit and look at what's really going on because Satan doesn't have the power to do those things. And many times God showed up and did them. So I've heard people say Satan had power to control the weather for Job. It was the power of God that did that. So we have to really look at that because sometimes as Christians, we just get this idea that, oh, we have to be afraid and that deception steals our life if we believe it. Believe the truth, then we're free. Right. So this whole deception leads away from life. I, I'd love for us to consider what life looks like for you. For me, life and love go hand in hand together. A loved person, when their roots are down in love and they're they're surrounded by love and grown from love, it's a life-offering perspective. Jesus Jesus has come to give us life to the full. In Ephesians 3, this is one of my favorite passages. I have many, but this one in particular talks about us being rooted and grounded in love, the love of Christ. And if we are actually rooted and grounded in love, then we are going to be able to grow from that wonderful space. And then in Romans chapter 8, it talks about the love of Christ, that nothing can separate us. I love the way it's put in the Passion Translation. It says, uh, this is Romans eight thirty-eight and 39. So now I live with the confidence that there is nothing in the universe with the power to separate us from God's love. I am convinced that his love will triumph over death, life's troubles, fallen angels, or dark rulers in the heavens. There is nothing in our present or future circumstances that can weaken his love. There is no power above us or beneath us, no power that could ever be found in the universe that can distance us from God's passionate love, which is lavished upon us through our Lord Jesus, the Anointed One. Now, just consider yourself in that space, not separated from God's love, his passionate love lavished upon us, and that is your growing zone. That is your reality. That is your desire. That's your rooted space. And that is where you get to grow and blossom with life. So, woo! 
I get excited if, about that. If you want to stop the deception, you're unlocking these things. You got to keep in your mind that the God we serve is everywhere. Mm-hmm. He has all power. He has all knowledge. He is eternal. He is creator. He is lover. All those things that Adam and Eve knew, that's God. There's yes. no there's no darkness in him. All they got was an apple core, mm-hmm. an invitation to leave the garden. And this is the thing we have to keep in our head. Deception is very, very powerful. But if we unlock these truths about reality, about fear, mm-hmm. about life, and understand that even though we can't understand everything that's going on. We can't understand God. We can't understand these mysteries. We just have to know there's an order to things. God is real. Yes. God is not a God of fear. Mm-hmm. And in him is life. Right. So don't be deceived. Expose the deception. Remember, the deception is to be misled by a false appearance or statement. So know the truth and be set free. May you live fully alive As you love your life, your world, and your God. My name is Dan. My name is Susie. Together Together we are doozy. Live fully. And love fully. Thank you for joining us for this episode 11 of the Just Live podcast.